else to be a Mormon, then that would be an assassination. That'd be which an assassination is, which, on my character. Yeah. Is the same thing with terrorism. Yeah. Oh, which God. is why when people are when like there's a mass shooting and people label it terrorism, well, that's just not right. Even if you like trying to move your own political well, ideology. What's domestic terrorism then? Is it the Ter- same? Terrorism the same is the desire to is is an action that incites fear in a group of people for political or religious reasons. So just going so, into a so supermarket. Republicans are terrorizing pregnant women that want abortions in this in the state of Texas. <laughs> I guess, yeah, you could argue that. Um, There. So Republicans in the state of Texas are domestic terrorists. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because I I, I took a class in college about terrorism. Really? That was the whole semester. All the time. That would be cool. I love that class. It was my favorite class. It sounds like an interesting class. That would be a cool class. Um, And like there was a lot of it was looking at at situations and saying okay is this seems like terrorism but is it actually terrorism reading the person's manifesto uh-huh. and like a guy killing a bunch of girls at a college because he can't get laid technically isn't terrorism but if he did it with the intent to scare another woman into having sex with him not terrorism how come because it's not for political or it, religious reasons it's not it's not a group Oh, it's, she it's, would need to be. I would argue it's that's political. To, it, it's meant to inspire political change or religious change. What's more political? What's not more political than a man and his Johnson? <laughs> Is that not political? Johnson and his Johnson. <laughs> President Johnson. <laughs> President Johnson's Johnson. I heard he had a big Johnson. I heard President Johnson had a big Johnson. Where'd you hear that? Is it in the history book? Like, it's like a common <laughs> rumor. <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the history book. Yeah, every it's in historian. my president, my uh, history of the president's book. Up like there. intricate like this, drawings of president's There's penises. like a rumor that he would like invite political leaders to like the bathroom with in him. In the bathroom. So they could <laughs> see how big his he would be. He would be taking, is. He would be on the toilet taking a shit and have the door open and dictate to his, his, uh, secretaries and, and it stuff. was so big it would like peek out it, from like <laughs> yeah it, it's like a snake civil rights movement <laughs> passed. <laughs> when he put when he pooped he would he would let it just droop over the side yeah so he, when it someone would fit be, because if if he had to flush then his wiener would go down the drain and up he, this, up, <laughs> he, he would have one of the White House aides hold it for him. <laughs> or just like a bedpan on the floor that can, it had to droop into. Can you hold this in a bucket? <laughs> <laughs> in case I have to whiz. And you know, back to Johnson's uh, wood. Wood. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> What the fuck is that? Is there a gargoyle outside? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just Blake's stomach from eating the cotton candy. Holy <laughs> that was loud, and yeah. it just came out of nowhere. It scared the shit out of me, kind of, because yeah. it was just like throbbing in my ear. It's not like a helicopter circling a hundred times or anything. Oh, yeah, like last week. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Johnson's wood. Uh, or better known as uh, Edwards Wood. Ed Wood is the movie that we watched this week. <laughs> it's, this is dinner with a movie. I'm wondering host Blake and I'm joined by Brandon and we're joined by Jose. And yeah, as I said, I'm sorry about that one. I feel like the cotton candy is 
Yeah. I had a rough day at work today. <laughs> you did? Yeah. It was so windy yesterday. It was oh, very yeah. windy. It was very windy. So this may your, have been all of your pulls were fucked up. This huh? may have been the worst day of my job ever. Really? And the cotton candy helped and it is now hurting. <laughs> 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 but yeah, we watched Ed Wood and we ate goulash. We want goulash. to eat the goulash. I want the goulash. <laughs> I don't know how to make that. <laughs> uh and then we also did a bunch of morphine. <laughs> Eddie Eddie <laughs> Help me to the couch Get me the morphine <laughs> Daddy wants the morphine What did you take? I took morphine with a Demerol Chaser <laughs> uh, And we also ate Cotton candy As I said Which is um, Goulash is what Bella wants Um which he never gets. He doesn't get it's it. It's too bad. Because Ed doesn't know how to make it. Yeah. And then cotton candy is what Ed is uh, eating. Throwing with, away. Throwing a full <laughs> thing. They took two bites out of that shit. Yeah. They threw it away. And that makes me so sad because one, they could have taken that on the ride, right? I'm sure they could. I mean, like, they weren't at Disneyland or anything. What did they call that ride? The 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 spook. Uh, the spook house. Spook, spook house. house. Yeah. The spook house. It's such a very simple, simple name. I like it. Spookhouse. Spookhouse. Those are never scary, though. So I, I don't think I, I don't think that that haunted house that they go inside of uh, would be cool today. Well, I wouldn't there want were, to go on a ride where I have to duck. Yeah, my own obstacles. <laughs> there are obviously a couple of flaws in that uh, yeah. that haunted house. Uh, the first person that got hit in the head would sh- sue you for about $10 million and you'd be out of business immediately. I thought the, uh, the guillotine is too close for comfort. I was going to say, I thought the guillotine would like, because the ride restarted, that it would like assume that there was no car there and just like cut them in half. Yeah. But I I'm not, I don't know. I've never been, those rides are like interesting because I feel like, were they scary? Like, were they a thing that people were scared of? Did kids these days just, you know, watch enough Coco Melon that like they don't care about that stuff anymore? Th- <laughs> yeah. But evil, the yeah. evil of Coco Melon. <laughs> are I people think, just desensitized? I, I think people are desensitized to it. Yeah. I think yeah. people are actually desensitized because we have a lot more horror in the world now um, uh, that we can get. I mean, you can get on your phone right now and see that you know, 13 people died somewhere from some kind of suicide. We're more afraid of real life than we are of fake things. And then we have horror movies that more or less glorify horror, like Saw and Mm. and shit like that. You could also go on your phone and look up Edward Horror uh, Monster Nudie Films, apparently. Yes, yes. he made. (laughs) Did you look that up? I didn't. I wish Uh, I did. Yeah, I, I was going to watch... Plan Nine from Outer Space. Oh, I thought you were going to say, um, what was the other one? He did like an orgy movie. Oh, did they say the name of it? Uh, they didn't say. I was reading about him afterwards. Yeah, yeah. He's a very interesting character. Way more <laughs> shitty of a person than than, than the, the movie than makes the him movie. out to yeah. be. Yeah, the movie makes him out to be. I see no. Um, at least in the immediate Google searches, I don't see any naked monsters. <laughs> <laughs> This is why people listen to know to not waste their time with yeah. Google searches. <laughs> I feel like someone like someone in his position and in order to try to get the money that he was, 
I don't, I, maybe you could, but it, my assumption is you can't really be a good person when you're trying to squeeze money out of people like that. And, and it's more in like a, it's in a humorous tone in the movie, I think. And I think Johnny Depp does a good job of making him lovable in a way mm-hmm. while he's doing that. But I feel like in reality, like, you know, like <clears throat> that the Baptist, he's a Baptist church, right? Yeah. The Baptist oh, yeah, church the thing end. probably times a hundred to more people is what he did is what I would assume. Well, yeah. I mean, they show the two, uh, the two gatherings where they're trying to get money from people. Mm-hmm. Um, how do they afford the gatherings? I, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Maybe the hypnotist guy. He seems like he has some money. Chris. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm, and I'm sure like Rooney, I'm sure they, they mm-hmm. were working at from Ferris Bueller. He's Rooney. I've never yeah, seen Ferris the, Bueller. Oh God. Really? You haven't? Yeah. I don't yeah, think he's it's as good principal. as people say it is, but I think it's worth a watch. Yeah. Yeah. He's the principal. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. He's the, the main bad guy. He's also, I think, been to jail for child pornography. We love In that. In real life? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Matthew Broderick. No, Matthew no. Broderick has not. No, but he did murder somebody in a drunk driving accident. Jesus, Matthew Broderick? Yeah. Man, what's up with these stars? <laughs> if you're a millionaire star, get a driver. Just oh, get yeah. a driver. Yeah. Take a cab. I, I saw, well, then the driver would know that he was just coming from the child pornography clinic. Not Matthew Broderick. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Is it clinic? They have a clinic for that? Yeah. <laughs> for rich uh, rich Hollywood elites, you know, where they get all the adrenochrome. <laughs> Is that next to the uh uh the L. Ron Hubbard uh uh Scientology Center? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's where they source it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they like rent out a room in there. <laughs> What were we talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, how we, building across the street. <laughs> <laughs> how they paid for the the parties. I don't know. It was, yeah. I, don't know. I, I think I think stuff like that was. If you if you if you think about okay, I want financing. I want sixty thousand dollars worth of financing from my film, and I'm willing to put up a couple hundred dollars for free drinks for people to come in and hear about my film and stuff. That's not bad. Yeah, we That's talked about. I've, I've, this question came into my mind like earlier in the week. We talked about on Muriel's wedding, um, you wouldn't want to have a wedding until you can afford an open bar. Right. How much is an open bar? Couple grand. Really? Okay. Well, it's, it was different back then too. It yeah. also We're depends on the number the of people 50s. attending your wedding. Right. But, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I just, I'm pretty sure like you're like, hey, this is how many people are attending the wedding. How much like would per an head. open bar be? Yeah. Okay. And they probably, I mean, they did it at the Brown Derby. So they probably just paid the Brown Derby a flat fee and then had, for a couple hours, they had their schmooze fest. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Putting, just putting that small amount of money down makes sense. Yeah. Because it wasn't closed to the public. There were still public there because Vampira, we see in the second one, is the second one? Yeah, the second time. Yeah. Um, she's She's going to dinner with her friends. You want to give us a log line? Uh, sure. <clears throat> my Harry Potter uh, throat clear. My Ron Reasley throat clear. <clears throat> An optimistically eccentric filmmaker befriends a horror movie actor that's at the end of his career 
and they make bad movies together. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sweet. It's really sweet. I love the premise. Yeah, it is. It is sweet on the surface. Yeah, it is really sweet on the surface. Um, you mentioned earlier that Johnny Depp does what like makes him likable. I disagree. I do not think he's a likable character. Well, I, I think I, to I think... his credit, Johnny Depp does an amazing job at like portraying what I would imagine, like you know what what he would have been like. I don't think he's likable at all. I'll I'll, I'll turn. Likeable is not what I meant. I meant he makes him he makes that type of person seem much more like whimsical than in reality like just a dick. It would be you know annoying. What I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Less likable and more like the personality was could be like written off more as eccentric like an eccentric type of person. Right. That is more acceptable because he's just like that, you know? Like it, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. But I know what you mean. Especially having worked on films and stuff and knowing the type of director that forces crews to work overnights with like an hour turnaround. <laughs> and <laughs> and when, when the cast, when the crew is like, oh, I only got one hour of sleep last night. He's like, well, I got none and I feel great. Like, so let's go. <laughs> like that sort of thing makes me like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think he's likable around Bella. I think, yeah, that's like his most endearing quality. I would have liked to, for the film to focus on their relationship. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into beating up the film already. <laughs> <clears throat> I think, I think what's endearing is that relationship. Yeah. Um, and the way, um, he connects with Bella and befriends him and does the with him um and all of the other things aside the transvestite part of his life and the making the movies um and all of that is is interesting but it's not interesting throughout the entire film what's interesting throughout the entire film is his relationship with with bella i think if they would have focused on that um i think it would have been a very strong movie yeah I agree. Yeah. Did I skip over our first experiences with this movie? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Who cares? Let's move on. <laughs> um, well, neither of you have seen it. But yeah, I think Brandon's yeah. the only one that I'm can the speak only person to it. Who saw it? Yeah. Yeah. And I believe I saw it in the theater because I'm I'm a, a Tim Burton fan. Fiend. Um, some would say. But but I don't really remember watching it in the theater. I've seen it quite a few times since then, um, but very spaced out. So like whenever you space out your movie watching of the same movie, you forget a lot of it. You know, you remember the basic through line, but you forget a lot of stuff. Like me, if I watch a movie yesterday, I won't remember enough to talk about it today. Yeah. I think I watched the first 20 minutes of this when I first hooked up my, my, uh, Laserdisc player over there because I do have it on Laserdisc, um, and I wanted to see what it looked like on screen, um, which looks horrible. Don't hook a 480p device up to your 4K TV. Oh, it just looks stretched. <laughs> it just looks yeah. so awful. Uh, it doesn't look bad, bad, but it looks bad. 
Um, At least this movie gives you like a nice like summary of the characters at the end, Blake. It was like a fantastic <laughs> summary yeah. at the end. Yeah. I loved it. I laughed so hard when I saw that Ed did nudie films. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> they, they were like the comments were super cheeky. Yeah. Like um the one about Vampira was like she tried to sue but failed. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, she unsuccessfully, unsuccessfully sued Elvira yeah. for stealing her act. What did El- I? I only know Elvira of like what she looks like. Did she do a similar thing where yeah, she was kind of like on introducing TV. classic horror movies? And yeah, stuff? Okay. she was on TV and would they would do classic horror movies and then she would comment on them and make jokes and stuff. It was it was pretty much the same yeah. act, but I don't know. I don't know why she. But separated by like 30 years, right? Yeah. When did Elvira 50, do her thing? 20 years, probably 20. Yeah. Elvira was around in the 80s, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So about 30 years. Yeah. So, I mean, stealing her act. Yeah, maybe. That's um, showbiz, honey. But who owned that? Who owned, who came up with Vampire and who, who, the, if, if people, I don't think she owned and, the rights. Yeah, to that. she may not have owned the rights. I would to imagine that the character. studio she worked for. So, yeah. well, did she use Vampira as her credit in the movie, like that's in right. the Bride of the Atom? Is maybe that's no, her stage sh- name, like Prince? Yeah, that's what well, I'm wondering. She says, is- she says that she wants she wants to. I, I think she used her real name. Okay, because she wanted to distance herself from the movie. Yeah, she, I, just, she I thought says, it was like Prince. Can yeah. I not? Can I not? not speak yeah 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 to distance herself i was confused at how that relationship grew because like it was completely like okay i don't want to talk to you at dinner and then the next thing he has her phone number did Uh, i miss something and then not only that he called the studio well he called her at the studio first i don't know how he got her phone number wait where, where did he where did he call her at the studio because i swore he just called directly to her makeup he phone he well, it's a studio, and then the she got off stage, and the the a studio hand says you have a phone call, and she goes and she picks up the phone. Okay, I just assumed since the phone was there, that was like her personal line. In a in a studio. Well, it looked it looked like the spot for her hair and makeup, like yeah, the, well, the it's mirror just and a the... hair and makeup spot. Yeah. Maybe just a phone she just yeah. carried around, or they carried around. Yeah. My my issue with that was. He like calls her. He's like, "Hey, you should come with us. We're going to the premiere. It's one of the worst experiences." Yeah. And then she continues to spend time with him. Yeah, well, she becomes unemployed in that. Yeah. In that, so she doesn't have employment. And I don't know. He had to have been paying people. I mean, he couldn't have been. They couldn't have all been working for free. He couldn't afford rent. Vampire in them. So yeah. Yeah, no, I, I was under the assumption he was paying everyone, but very cheaply. And like the only reason he was able to pay them is because he did his movies in three days, four days. Yeah. Yeah. Shot t- 30 scenes in oh, a day. I That's fucking insane. Well, so y- like, you can do it whenever you don't do second takes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was curious what like the length of making a movie was at that time. Not for like the you know the b films that he was making but like an, a genuine like motion picture at the time i wonder what the how long the shoots were yeah uh i know they were longer than that a month i would assume a month would be my assumption but for something like like 
like Buster Keaton's big movies, I would assume took much longer. Oh yeah. But like Yeah, but that was that was earlier though. Like I'm curious like how long Citizen Kane took. That's exactly what I'm looking at. Oh yeah, that one he was Citizen Kane actually says it took ten to twelve days to shoot. Wow. And that has some really interesting I saw a video on like the but miniatures at the use of production pre production yeah. was probably very detailed. And not included in that 10 to 12 days of shooting. Yeah, there are yeah. some miniatures used. I've never seen Citizen Kane, but I saw a video on the making of it. Very interesting, the techniques they use at the Well, at the, the, shot, the shot, that first shot where they pull inside from outside through the window, mm-hmm. and then they go through the table. Have you seen that shot? From Citizen Kane? From Citizen Kane. I don't remember it. Um, it's it's one of the first shots of the film uh, where they go, they go from... Uh, from him outside and then they come through the window and then they go through and they show his mom and his dad arguing and then they go through the table. Well, the table was developed to where it was in two halves. And once the, the camera cleared, they put the table together really fast. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you can tell because one of the bottles kind of is kind of teetering (laughs) a little bit. Yeah. But but to develop all of that stuff would take longer than 10 to 12 days. So there was probably a lot of pre-production right. with Citizen Kane. And then they and just no shot pre- it. No pre-production with. <laughs> no pre-production. <laughs> he had to literally Words. go steal props in the middle of making it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, that's that's the difference between them. Here you have a filmmaker... Um, like Orson Welles, that was very detail oriented, and then you have the other side of the spectrum, which is Ed Wood, which has no attention to detail at all, but just as passionate. But is, but yeah, but is just as passionate about making films and about is going through the same problems of getting financing and the producers wanting to put people in the film, and you know, it's exactly the same today. It's a, nothing has changed. Absolutely nothing has changed. Mm. The the people that are are persistent and always there and always like moving up and always schmoozing and always talking, they're the ones who get their stuff made, even if it's mediocre. Mm. Um, whereas people with actual real talent that don't that aren't comfortable with that schmoozing and with going and with being persistent and with you know, pestering people and putting their, putting their scripts in people's hands and going, going out all the time. If you're not comfortable with that, you're not going to get anything really made. And it's sad. It's sad because there's probably a million things that, that, that are great out there that will never be made because it's just. And a million, and a million more Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 500,000 of them live in Hollywood. <laughs> I kept thinking going through the movie, I was like, I didn't hear anything about Ed Wood, but I'm assuming he makes like a hit. Like in the end, I'm assuming he wins or something. Like he makes a good movie and everyone loves it or something. And I didn't think that a movie was just going to end as like, he and he a was a really following. bad director. Yeah. He yeah. has a cult following. He has a, a I think um, Plan 9 from Outer Space and Glenn, Glenn or Glinda are the two like and also um pinnacle things the uh what's the second one that they make bride of the atom bride of the atom 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was actually Bride of the Monster, right? Yeah. Those yeah. I saw that one too was also like really loved by has a cult following by his yeah. followers. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah in, in that sense, and also in like the um, the screening portions of this movie, it reminded me a lot of the Disaster Artist. I don't know if either of you have seen that. Not yeah. yet, no. Yeah, it it makes me feel like it, it makes me think a lot of that because it's all about an eccentric like director who thinks he's you know who's really genuinely passionate about his movie, and he has you know the the passion to get it funded. Or at least in the disaster artist, he somehow had the money. <laughs> Is Tommy Wiseau the Ed Wood of our time? He may be. But I would say, unfortunately, I think Tommy Wiseau is not consistent in his... I think because his first movie became such a massive hit, I, I think he... Like, if, if Ed Wood had a major hit and people thought it was good, he would still make his same movies. But with, like, Tommy Wiseau, like, his major hit was everyone like he became very aware that everyone thought it was so bad. It was good where that I think changes your mindset as a director where it's like, okay, well maybe I have to, I either have to keep making my art that way I want it. Or I try to make another movie that's so bad. It's good. And that, and that's where you lose it where Tommy was has since then tried to make things right. that were so bad. They were good. But the fact that you're trying, which is why like Ed Wood, like what would make his, his other movies interesting is he never fucking got it. He never understood that he was a horrible director and just horrible writer, yeah, horrible just person. Apparently it's not good in movies. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I think that's so fascinating that someone was able to get consistently get funding granted a small amount, but enough to keep making his stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know. And you're right. That's sad. There's plenty of people who deserve that money a lot more where all that money could have gone to Orson Welles next movie. <laughs> <laughs> Don Quixote. Yeah. <laughs> Which I've only seen Citizen Kane. Yeah. I haven't seen any other. Uh, I looked it up. That never did get made. Don Quixote. Don Quixote. Yeah. They, they, after his death, they released uh, a version of it. Somebody else went and edited it. And released it years later, but not his, not his movie. Wasn't there another movie that came out recently that was like a 15 year in the making, Don Quixote? I don't think a director. I feel like that's a cursed name. Who I, is Don? I want, I want a farm and I want a donkey and I'm going <laughs> to name him Hoti. <laughs> so he can be Don Quixote. If in Shrek, if, if uh, Eddie Murphy was named the... Hote. Maybe, maybe that would uh, maybe that's Donkey's real name. Yeah, is Hote. It's Hote. <laughs> Donkey. Hote. Hote. <laughs> um, what are we looking up? I'm looking up the movie. I want to make uh, sure I, was, I have the director. I was pre- getting prepared for fun facts, <laughs> which we've okay. also skipped. That's what? why I looked at <laughs> both of you, and I know what you're looking up. <laughs> well, uh, we didn't we didn't skip it. We just uh, got into something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll we'll, get to we'll it. throw it to you there, buddy. All right. Edward came out in 1994. It has a runtime of two hours and seven minutes. Too long. Is it, it feels long? Yeah. yeah. It was directed by <clears throat> Tim Burton, who has done a lot: Edward Scissorhands, uh, Sweeney Todd, Batman, Beetlejuice. I'm sure I'm missing a very important one. We talked about this Batman last week. Batman Returns. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to be mad when I remember. Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> that's what it is. Frank and Weenie, a classic. Frank and Weenie's fantastic. I've never that's seen his it. First. That's I his love first. Frank and Weenie. Wait, what? That's his oh. first. Oh, I was talking about the animated. Oh. Like the uh, the one he did. Like 20. What was that? <clears throat> 2012. He, 2012? Yeah. He redid it. Yeah. Yeah. Was his first one a short or was it a feature? It's Frank and Weenie is a short. Oh, yeah. And then the writers were Scott Alexander and Larry Karazwenski, who don't appear to have ever done anything else except for co-wrote Agent Cody Banks. <laughs> Wait, for real? <laughs> with, with two other people. I don't think they were the main writers, but they co-wrote Agent Cody Banks. Wow. That's fascinating. I see a lot of the similarities. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you do you see the loss of innocence? Yeah, in both, uh, of, in both of them. And, and, oh, who's losing the innocence? Is it is it Bell? Uh, I forgot his name already. <laughs> Ed? No. Uh, oh, Bella? they also did Man on Bella. the Moon. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Which that seems more comparable than Agent Cody Banks. <sighs> And, yeah. the, and in terms of it being a biopic. Yeah. 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 Man on the Moon is one of my favorites. You should throw it in the jar. I've never seen it. I've I thought you did have it in the jar. I might. I don't oh, know. Oh, did you? I can't remember. I've only seen I've never seen it. Documentary on Jim Carrey. If you believe they put a man on the moon. <laughs> I don't see your mouth move. I just see your eyes staring at me when you <laughs> sing that. <laughs> Uh, the cinematographer is Stefan Sapsky. Uh, he also did uh, Child's Play 2, Edward Scissorhands, uh, Batman Returns, uh, Matilda. Ooh, Matilda. I, I, did I put that in the jar? I really want to put that in the jar. Uh, Blades of Glory, uh, <laughs> Max, and uh, yeah, he's done some TV recently for Stargirl and God Friended Me. I've never heard of that. Sounds like the Baptist Church probably has that one going. God. Yeah, they probably funded that. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> I wonder if they ever got their twelve movies made. <laughs> the twelve apostles. Wait, did they? They wanted to do a movie per apostle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the ultimate MCU. That was the MCU <laughs> before Bible the MCU, cinematic yeah. universe. The BCU. BCU. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a prophet at the prophet cinematic universe. So it'd be PCU. Yeah. That's I, a movie. PCU. PCU. I feel like that's supposed to stand for something inappropriate. No, it, 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 it was a movie. And I want to say the nineties PCU and like, it's just so un PC. Like it has. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I wanted to confirm that the the person who Terry Gilliam did the was it the death of Don Quixote I think that came out in 2018 I think he was working on that movie for like over a decade so uh, yeah Don Quixote's cursed don't make a movie about him isn't there a movie about the making of the movie probably there's a there's a movie about the making of the making of the movie oh. Ed Wood <laughs> <laughs> I know Don Quixote is like the it's like yeah it's cursed. Um, also the book is fucking massive. What's it about? It's literally about nothing. That's the point. Like, I mean, that's the, the few times I've tried to read it. So like, sounds the, like an A24 movie. Well, the book is originally in Spanish. Okay. 
Um, so Dawn so is just Mister. Does it not translate very well? <laughs> no, it, do, it, it does, but it's like a seven hundred page book, and I'm talking like Bible pages, like really right. thin, not like Harry oh Potter. And Mr. Hody. It's about Mr. Hody. <laughs> Quixote. Mr. Quixote. <laughs> um, it's just about, about a guy who's kind of crazy and dumb and like lives in a, like he sees the world differently than other people. So he goes, he thinks he's a, he thinks like he's a, a soldier and like living in a very specific time and everybody knows that he's crazy except for him. But doesn't he have a sidekick? Sancho? And he has a sidekick, yeah. Who like I don't remember his exact relation. If he knows he's crazy or just likes playing along, and like the book is just a bunch of his stories, just doing random shit. Sounds like for a fun, some, uh, but for some reason, story. like it's just appealing to the filmmakers. Yeah, I would be okay with it if like the crazy stuff he gets involved in is like really fun. Like, does he ding dong ditch his neighbors and stuff? It's he he's like a lot more grandiose about his imagination. Okay. Yeah. It's like Baron Munchausen. Huh? What? Oh, you Bless guys you. have never seen Baron Munchausen? Sad disease. I think it's a Terry Gilliam film. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually. I'm not sure about that. Uh The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. No. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll have to put it in the jar. Yeah, throw it in the jar. <laughs> Subject you guys to that. <laughs> what did uh Terry Gilliam there was one that I think I think it was him that we watched in in our film theory class that had a um the dad governor swan from pirates of the caribbean in it was it what was the name of that movie fuck that was a fantastic movie was it paris no it wasn't someone answer me what what it's a terry gilliam film i'm still trying to remember the name of the actor who played governor swan jonathan (laughs) something jonathan hughes Sure. Um, no, the movie I'm talking about is Brazil, not Paris. Oh, Brazil. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Brazil. Jonathan Price. 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 Yeah. There you go. Brazil is amazing. I fucking love that yeah, I've movie. I've never seen it. I like Terry yeah. Gilliam films. Yeah. But I've never seen Brazil. I've wanted to. It's probably down there in that fucking mess. I That would be worth throwing in there for me. That's a, that was a really fun movie. But uh, enough about... Uh, naming countries that I can't remember. Let's name names that I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, let's go for it. Go for it. I'm not good on this one. Um, well, maybe I'll get about half. So we have Edward, Edward D. Wood mm-hmm. Jr. And if anyone is familiar with One Piece, the middle name D, you know, it's it's an important middle name, middle initial. So Monkey D. Luffy, you know how it is. So uh, Edward <laughs> Edward D. Wood. <laughs> It's an anime thing. You 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 have to understand. Um, <laughs> uh, Edward D. Wood, which I was surprised last week. I made a joke that um, Ed Wood is an off pronunciation of Edward. I didn't know his name was actually Edward. I think everyone's name that's Ed is named Edward. Ed, I know an Eddie who's also named Eddie Edward. Yeah. <laughs> it, it could be Eduardo. We don't know that. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Eduardo Wood. <laughs> uh, yeah, Edward, and he befriends the Dracula actor, um, which I forgot his name. Don't call Lugosi. him Bor- Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff. <laughs> uh, Lugosi's his last name. Bella, Bella. Lugosi. Bella. Okay, mm-hmm. I remember that. Um, the wrestler that he hires is Lobo. 
Was it not Lobo? That's the mm-hmm. character he plays. Oh, I thought they always just called him Lobo. What's his name? Tor. 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 Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's like Thor, but you can't say your th sound. Yeah. Yeah. Vampira is uh, is another woman that he uh, yeah joins the posse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Sarah Jessica Parker's name is. Carol. No. Jessica. I did think it was funny that the meme online has always been her face looks like a horse. And the and first thing she says uh, is, yeah. they said my <laughs> face looks like a yeah. horse. Does my face really look like a horse? <laughs> Dolores. Dolores. Okay. Um, I I won't get anyone else's. No? I don't think so. What about the psychic? You've already said his Cambridge. name. Yeah, I, thought, his name. I thought you said it earlier. I just said the the hypnotist. Uh, Cambridge. Clo- it's, Cass- it's a C. Callan. Callan. I don't think he's Cass- going to get it. Cass- Cam- Casio. Christopher. Criswell. Criswell. Then you have his... Just sigh over there. He used to have It is a weird name. His other girlfriend's name is Carol. No. no. Binky. <laughs> it's close with, close with Carol. It is a, um, a Chris K name. It's a K name. Kathy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. That's my mom. But it's a C. Ah. Uh, yeah. Kathy with a C. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got uh, Bill Murray's character. Binky. Close. Oh, close. <laughs> really close. His binky close. Um, bink, binkster. Think, think of an animal. Um, that's close to binky. Yeah. Yeah. Binky. Yeah. Similar letters. Flop, some of them. Floppy. Binky. Floppy ears. Floppy ears. Very soft furs. Oh, why am I not getting this? Uh, it's like not like a carrots. dog, is it? They like carrots. No, like very oh, bunny. Similar. Yeah, bunny. Yeah. That's his name? Is just Bunny? I mean, but, he has a last name, too. Dude, but I did not remember Bunny that. Bunny Breckenridge. Bunny Breckenridge. Yeah. Uh, who else? I know there's the two, uh, the Timmy and Tommy that are named at the end. Yeah, Timmy and Tommy. I like how that's just a good Paul, Paul and Conrad. To, what's that? Paul and Conrad. Paul and Conrad. Yeah. I like how that's a good way to just name a pair of people. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Timmy and Tommy. Well, that's our. that's your way of naming a pair of people. Yeah. Timmy and Tommy. Paul and Conrad. 30 years from now, you'll say, I used to do a podcast <laughs> with these two guys, like Timmy uh, and Tommy. Timmy and Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> they were brothers. <laughs> uh, any other names? Uh, Dr. Tom. Tom. Huh? Dr. Tom. Dr. Tom. Uh, the chiropractor. Bella, the chiropractor. Oh. He takes Bella Lugosi's spot. Yeah. I would not have gotten that name. I think I knocked this one out of the park. Yeah, you didn't. You did. I yeah. got two names. Yeah. No, you you got more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I always feel like my name... Um, do you get like flustered whenever you do this segment? No, I don't get flustered when I do my segment. I get flustered in every other part of the podcast, just not this <laughs> segment. Because <laughs> this one, it's where I know I can completely let go and I don't have to... Like, it's better if I don't know their names. Why? What do you think you... What do you think you have to do in the other parts of the podcast? I have to uh, be really cool and smart. <laughs> no wonder you're stressed out. 
when people listen, they're like, oh, you know, Jose and Brandon, like, they're a given. They're not going to be entertaining. But Blake is, he's always cool and smart. <laughs> what kind of bullshit's Brandon going to say this week? Blake has to think about how he's going to, tr- he's going to transition to the next movie. Uh, that's, that's why, like, if you ever see me zoning transition? out. Very applicable in this movie, <laughs> but the doctor was just a fraud. <laughs> so Bunny, uh, his 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 husband is, died in a car accident. Is that horrible? Yeah, that's the story he gives. That's, yeah, like they go to they go to Mexico. Yeah, for him to get his sex change operation, they get into a car wreck. The husband dies. All of their luggage gets stolen, and the doctor was a quack. Those are, those are the things that he goes through. And if it wasn't for these gentlemen, and he points to the mariachi band. <laughs> I forgot that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the mariachi band playing behind him, and they all smile and nod. Uh, yeah, poor poor bunny. He never transitions. Mm. That's, that's a blurb in the end. Yeah, that is too bad. Yeah. All you have to wonder, like, when you hear about this mysterious doctor in Mexico, yeah, I mean, you got to check the credentials. Well, you got to go online. You got to go online. A lot of people used to go to Mexico to get, I think they still do. People still do. To get surgeries. The best thing you can get from Mexico is dental. Uh, Like that's like the safest thing you can get done. Any dental work. And for way cheaper than the United States. Everything else is kind of sketch, but dental I've heard is like the safest thing you can go and get done over so there. I shouldn't go down there for lap band surgery? No, I'm sure you would die. <laughs> <laughs> so people would still go down there even now to, to, to get transitional surgeries? Really? I don't know about transitional surgery. But I know people go to I, Mexico for healthcare okay. yeah, all the time. There's, there's yeah. a lot... It's not the, socialized the United, down there, is it? It's just cheaper. It's just way cheaper. Yeah. yeah. In in the United States to transition from male to female or female to male, there's a lot of psych psychological evaluations and stuff that you have to go through in the United States. Like it's to not make just sure you can't just go to the doctor and say cut it off. I yeah, I want to be a woman. You have to go through a lot of stuff. You, you have to approved go through by hormone like therapies and stuff. Yeah. You have to, yeah be approved you have to go to uh, a psychologist and have them evaluate you yeah you have this you have years of preparing to do that it's not just automatic yeah it's sad yeah it it's sad but i i actually feel it's probably it may be overdone but i think it is necessary like a certain amount of it make sure because because they have they have a certain percentage of people that back out midway through like okay i thought this was for me and i don't think it's for me well a lot of the beginning <clears throat> transitional therapy is reversible right yeah. like the, the just medicines hormones. That you make yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 well too bad for bunny yeah. Too bad for Bunny. He was pretty, he was pretty, I, I wish he was in it more, to be honest. Like he was, he was just funny whenever he was, whenever he was on screen. Especially in the church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to ruin any quotes for anyone. <laughs> um, yeah. He's, yeah. Whenever he's getting baptized and he, he goes back uh, 
he goes back and then he acts like he's drowning <laughs> in the water, which he could just stand up. In. <laughs> Speaking of the baptisms, Ed, certainly that was not a proper baptism. He did not go all the way under. I think I, I don't. I, At least do in the Mormon have, church, you have you to go, have all, the to go all the way under. Like you in, in the Mormon church. You don't Mormon say church, that on the plates? It, yes. You can't see them, though. And <laughs> <laughs> so you've been told. That's all yeah. it says on the plates. You have to go all the way under. <laughs> uh, like, you have actual witnesses to a baptism to make sure that, like, they went completely under. What if What if they don't? So, like, if, they just if, do you're, it again. if your nose sticks out, are you, what like, you... unholy on that, just your nose? Yeah. Or yeah. how does that work? No, yeah. you, just have to, you, just, you just have to go down again. If If they don't catch it, what happens is after you die... And you go get your own planet. That part of you is missing. You're now Voldemort. <laughs> oh, what if you? What if you had an erection and then and, and you don't have a penis? On, like, the tip of your dicks. Like, yeah, you don't have off. a penis in the next. Like you have a planet, but you don't have a penis. <laughs> well, are you the only person on your planet, or do you have a planet that's uh, inhabited by people in your god? I hope I have a planet that's inhabited by only walking penises. <laughs> <laughs> So I can use one of them. Well, they could see you with their eye. Yeah. The one, <laughs> the one giant one. But yeah, I, I saw that. And the first thing I thought was, he's not completely holy. He still has that little bit of sin in I his don't, hair. I don't know. I don't know that that's completely I don't know how the Baptist relevant. church works. I would assume that's the same I was thing. Dunked. I was dunked all the way. I was baptized in a first Southern Baptist church when I was 10 years old. Do you yeah. remember going all the way in? I I went all the way when I was 11. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, Brandon, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, I feel like that is, you know, that you got to be completely submerged because you're washing away all of your sins and there's a little bit of sin in every follicle of your hair that he didn't get rid I don't, of. I don't, I think it's a cleansing of I your don't, soul, I not don't a cleansing of your body. I think God cares about follicles. Okay. Give me a list of things that the Baptists care about and tell me if all of those God really cares about. I don't know what God cares about. Water. G- God doesn't care about anything because he doesn't exist. That's a good. That's <laughs> you have to actually the exist way you said to that, care Brandon, about someone. It just reminded me of uh, Kanye West saying George Bush doesn't care about black people. <laughs> Which one, George H W or W? w. This is during Katrina, so W W. Yeah, and have you not seen that? I I I can get his point. It's hilarious. It, it's not about what he says. It's it's. When he says it and how awkward it is. Oh, really? Who was yeah, his, who was his seen, co-host? Uh, Mike Myers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was just silence. It's like in the middle of a broadcast about like charity for Raising Katrina. Raising funds for yeah. Katrina. <laughs> and like they cut away to um, to Chris Tucker. Yeah. 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 And he's like, he's dumbfounded. <laughs> We'll show you it after. We'll show it's you, really, yeah. Yeah. What it's is that Conway stuff. saying? What is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's my best Chris Tucker. That's very do. good. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
What else? What else? Um, I think his play in the beginning was really good. <laughs> Having a fairy princess come down and try to end war by what did she <laughs> with her dove with yeah. her, uh, her bird? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I I think the through line with Ed, um, like he knows all of the dialogue, and you see him multiple times mouthing the dialogue of what's what's being said on stage. Um, him wanting to be that producer, director, writer, actor in all of his films and not giving up control, um, any kind of creative control to, to anybody. You don't see him give up control to anybody. Um, you see him directing, this is what I want. 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 And now I'm in the, the shot. Right. Um, it's a horrible way to make movies. It is, it is a horrible way not to be able to give up what you've written to someone, to someone else to direct or to pro- write and maybe produce and then hand it over to a director because different people see things different ways. And a lot of times you get more, more from, from your art that way. Um, he was just so sure of his visions that he couldn't allow himself to he, yeah. to share that responsibility. I think it, he yeah. also wanted to be like Orson Welles so bad that no matter what anyone would tell him, like if that was his goal, the only way to get there was to do it all himself. Right. Where but, just, but Orson Welles didn't do all of the set deck on, mm-hmm. you know, on Citizen Kane or, you know, he, yeah, he acted in it and he directed it and he produced it. And he wrote, but there, there is, um, there are editing. Because uh, he edited everything himself yeah. too, right? I don't know that he edited Citizen Kane himself. I'm no, sure no, no, he was no. Ed there. Woods. Ed? Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure himself. like he edited everything. Yeah. So that, 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 and that falls into what I'm saying is that his inability to give control to anybody else um, kind of leads me into what I'm going to say now, which is to me, the more I watch the film, the more I get this um, duality from Ed that he's not just this optimistic, happy go lucky filmmaker who can't relinquish control. He's actually a person that will use people to get what he wants. And you see it in his relationship with Bella. Like he automatically starts using Bella as a way to fund movies. Like I have Bella Lugosi. I have Bella Lugosi. Even after he dies, lot. he's using him to he fund uses, his movie. He uses the, the small amount of footage that he has to get that last movie made that's in this movie. Um, I have the last footage of Bella Lugosi. Well, how are you going to there's it's seven minutes. How are you going to shoot a full movie around seven minutes of film? Oh, we'll get someone to stand in for him. So he's still, he's still trying to whip up money by using Bella because he's befriended Bella. How much of that friendship is, um, is real and how much of that friendship is just Ed using Bella to get his films made. Um, is something I 
I would like for I would like for the film to dive into that. And I know I I would imagine they deliberately don't. They don't because they they gloss over his alcoholism, and mm-hmm. that was deliberate. And I know one of the criticisms of the movie by what's his first girlfriend's name? Uh, Dolores. She like came out after the movie was released and said, I didn't leave him because he, he's a cross dresser. I left him because he was an alcoholic. alcoholic. Yeah. That's, so the, we that's do see bad. him drink a lot, but yeah. we never see him drunk. Um, we see Bella like fucked up a lot from, from injecting morphine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I kind of wish that because well, I, on her side and i wonder if like i wonder if part of that is like her defense of herself a little bit i i don't know it's hard to tell what's true or not but right. it show it makes her seem really shallow when like he gives away her part and it shows that he's just like you were saying he's he's only manipulating people cuz just for the money when he gives a part to the actress he thinks is super wealthy but only gives them 300 bucks but then she just kind of stays because she still gets that one part where like it seemed like he was definitely much, much more in the wrong in terms of like how he was using everyone's relationship for her. But she kind of still sticks around because she thinks she can get parts in his movies and stuff. And well, I thought she said, I wrote that part for my friend, not for herself. In the argument. I thought she said, mm. I wrote that part for my friend. And it wasn't for her. It was for the friend. Mm. So he has now forsaken her contribution which I mean is is along the same line. Yeah. But yeah, I just I just every time I watch this I pick up more and more of this this duality which I wish was a focus of the movie. I wish it was more based in in realism instead of you know like oh this happy go lucky kind of filmmaker that's eccentric and likes to wear women's clothing. You know gets his friendship and helps Bella Lugosi through his later years in life. With, with Dolores though, I, I think that explosion at the end was, it definitely like it took away from part of her point um, with her, with it happening during like the cross dressing when I think her point was like, you guys are just making shitty movies and you think this is fantastic and you're all partying like you're doing something, but like you're not. <laughs> Um, it kind of takes away from any other point that she kind of tries to make when it's like, oh, well, she's just only doing it because she's judging him for cross-dressing. Well, I think, I think, um, that was a problem with the film, uh, is that, that she wasn't depicted as, as she was in real life. She was, she worked. I mean, I think, I think she may have worked on like the dinosaur show and, and was doing a lot of work in Hollywood, a lot of good work in Hollywood, apart from ed and that's how they made money that's how they kept up kept up their money and ed worked as well um but she goes to great lengths to say several times that she's the one supporting both of them yeah um which makes ed just feel so much more like a deadbeat like fine it's great that she's supporting his art but at the same time when you're in a relationship like that, you have to think, okay, well, my art is putting this strain on my partner where like (laughs) it's no longer about like, Oh, she's helping me work. It's more like I'm being so selfish and I'm forcing her to, to support me while I do the thing I want where she's actually working. 
Yeah. Where, yeah, yeah. The, the more I think about it, the more Dolores, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like her in the movie, but now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, maybe she was much I think, more. I right. think, I think, I, I think in the movie she comes off as kind of entitled. Yeah, yeah. Like know. that was my part, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, like she comes off as judgy, like not just judgy because Ed's a cross dresser, but judgy of all of the other people. I mean, you see her, you see her roll her eyes so many times and you see her, um, interact with people and be catty and, and just like, just like a, a bitch, you know? Um, and, and I don't know if that, that's the way her character is, I guess that's the way her character is. But I had, this is the problem I have with biopics is that, um, some things are sensationalized to bring drama into, into the film that aren't actually true. So I don't, I like, like, uh, like you said, she was, um, she said she didn't leave him because he was a cross dresser. She didn't leave him because he was making shitty movies. She left him because he was drunk. And of all the things that this movie sensationalizes for the sake of a film, the Orson Welles conversation is honestly just the worst part of this movie. I think <laughs> it's, it feels so it, like, yeah, it feels like the Babe Ruth scene in the Sandlot. <laughs> But not before, a dream. But not a dream. Yeah, you're right. That's you're exactly right. what it feels like. So, so, so to me, it would have been it. It would have meant more if Ed went and got drunk, and then we weren't sure if that conversation actually really happened. Yeah, and I think I think um, I don't know. I think Tim Burton's films get better as as he he goes on and he picks up on these things whenever he goes back and watches his movies and like okay well that didn't hit too well because the broader story the better part of the story was this so the next film I make is going to be this and you see you see like this progression in his filmmaking um which is which is cool but it's just parts of this parts of this film were a letdown like that was a letdown for me too did anything like that happen? No. Okay. <laughs> no. In real life, no. No. See that 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 way it would have been it would have made more sense if he would have just thought it was Orson Welles. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just talking you know? to some other drunk at the bar. And, and then whenever he <laughs> got up from the table, it was some eighty year old lady from Poughkeepsie, right? Um, it it was such a weird scene to me. Like he goes. He meets his hero and then he's like, ah, time to make movies again. Why would he take off his wig? I don't know. Just to meet, just. Well, it's what? like taking off your hat. You know? Courtesy. Yeah, courtesy. <laughs> yeah, courtesy. <laughs> 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 I mean, he's still dressed in full drag. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad they had him say, Orson Welles, because if he like went up to him and just started talking about like, who the fuck is this, I have no <laughs> idea who this is supposed to be. For, for so- people who had heard Orson Welles talk and knew Orson Welles's voice, you would you would know. I think, um, I think he does a good Vincent. I can never say his last name. 
or De, D'Onofrio. 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 But it's not him. Um, huh? The uh, Tim Burton didn't like his his, his voice, voice, so he used so somebody else because the lip syncing is horrendous. Is it? I yeah. just thought I that's how notice. Citizens Kane sounded. No, like <laughs> <laughs> that's Kane like himself. The, the the lip sync just doesn't work. Um, I know they don't focus him. on him a lot. They do yeah. a lot of behind and focus on Ed, mm-hmm. which is probably why. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I loved all of the scenes when they were filming. That was my favorite part of this. Well, my my two does favorite it parts. Remind of you of making movies it in does, college? Exactly. That's that's why I loved it. And it was like it was this weird Hollywood small film crew just as chaotic and stupid as a school short film it's, can be. It's the faces on the crew when he's like yeah. cut and they're like, what? <laughs> Every time the, the cinematographer. Sure yeah, yeah, exactly. And I love how they introduce it. He's like, I don't know. I can't tell what color those dresses are. It's the cinematographer. <laughs> yeah, I like, the, I like the dark gray one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and um, when they were on the street and they see a cop cone, they're like, "Oh, we don't have a permit. Let's go." I was just like, "Oh my god!" So many times where like we've been asked by someone to stop or like we don't have a permit to, to film somewhere. Yeah, where like yeah, yeah the, it felt the, like that. the lakes. Yeah, yeah, the lake. It's fantastic. That made me think of so many shoots like yeah. out in the cold outside and stuff. Uh-huh. And maybe shoot first would probably make me think of that. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I look at a lot of those and like with fondness and with like pure ang- it's in the moment it's pure fear and anxiety but, but looking back on over, it like it, it doesn't yeah. matter what the product was once you look back on that like the process of it it's fun like I could yeah. never watch shoot first again for the rest of my life but I'll look at that shoot for me it was fun it was it was it was hectic it was exciting it was work but it was fun where like it doesn't matter what the product was where I wonder if like it seemed like I wish they would show more of his reaction to his, his own movies Ed Wood, because like you get a little bit more on how like, sure he thinks his movies are good, but I wonder like, I don't know. Cause he, he never really reacts to other people's reactions, especially at the end where like the whole crowd just like, <laughs> they all just walk out and they just stand at the entrance of the theater while he gets in the car with, with his girlfriend but I, I don't know. I feel like I would like to hear a little bit more on how he viewed the end products of his movies mm-hmm. as opposed, because he just, he, he reads the review and then he says, oh man, they, they just knocked my movie in the review. But I don't know. Do you think he got more enjoyment out of watching his movies and thinking this is a great movie or just thinking like I made something and it was my vision and I don't really care how it was. I just made something and I want to go make something again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because with with directors who like to shoot out movies, it's certainly not about the product. It's about the process and and being. It's able about to the make, high of making the actual movie. Yeah, I yeah. wonder which if that's, I think is what he has, what mm-hmm. he experiences. But but that last movie, he turns and he says, "This is it. This yeah. is this is it. This is my my." He doesn't say big one. He says he said is, it loud enough my, for I was like, "Everyone's gonna hear you, Ed." <laughs> Yeah, and he's so happy and proud of it that, um, and everyone, the one I'll be remembered for. One I'll be oh, remembered. Yeah. That's for. what he says. Which is true. Plan Nine from Outer Space is the one he's remembered most. Isn't it for. like 
the most inconsistent one. I've never seen it. Inconsistent? I've never like, seen in any terms of, of like the plot just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean the filming, yeah. Um <laughs> Like that, that, uh, cause I was reading the synopsis for all three of them and that one just sounded the most <laughs> ridiculous and unplanned and just, uh, that might be, that might be the reason why it's his most famous one is because that's what made it so bad. <laughs> that's, that's what the people that, that like Edward, that's what his cult following attaches to. Yeah makes me think of bunny bunny was like let me put glitter on let me put antennas on and it's like yeah that's what an alien should have they should be a little bit more you know they have some flash have some things that shows and then he's just a human and edward just says yeah that's an alien (laughs) it's just just bunny just sitting there looking like bill murray (laughs) putting a pin back in its holder yeah yeah Yeah. i mean that just goes back to how much control he wanted to have where like those Mm -hmm. Those were two genuinely good suggestions. Like, okay, an alien should look a little different. They should have yeah. they should have something. And especially the actors, like, I always wear, I always wear glitter. Like, let me wear some glitter. Or uh yeah. I don't and and I think I think maybe part of why he loved making those movies so much is because he loved having that control. Like maybe not even the highs of filmmaking or like what he got to make, but just being able to like tell everyone what to do and like not take any suggestions. And just completely steamroll people. I think mm-hmm. I think certain people get off to that kind of that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Where when he walks out in in the Glenda outfit and just starts telling the Baptist people what's what, like you know that's his high. Where he's like, oh, I'm cross dressing and I get to tell Baptist people to shut up. It's good. Yeah. Well, that was after his big Orson Welles talk too. Right. Um, which I, I was interested that he kept the name plan nine and he kept the actor that they wanted as the young hero. And I think from what I could read, the movie wasn't made until three years after like the church gave up on getting their funding back (laughs) um, because of how long it took to make the movie. That's surprising. I would have thought it'd be when he knocked out in like five days again or something. I think it took a while for it to be released or something like that. I don't remember what the exact issue was. Just that they gave up on expecting any money back. It's funny to think that they didn't even look. Oh, this guy. What else did this guy make? <laughs> Glenn or Glenda? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, is no this no that, looking into yeah. his background or anything or calling around. Well, so so something that I, I never thought about that I found interesting was the release of movies in, in that they're only released in some States at the time. Yeah. yeah. I, I never thought of that, that they wouldn't release it. And yeah, a lot of funding comes from pre-sales. Um, even, even big, big picture stuff. A lot of funding comes from pre-sales overseas, uh, sales and stuff. Um, you get money. Um, you get a certain amount of money based on what that kind of film is going to is projected to make overseas so you get that money and then you can make your film and then that money gets repaid in the residuals from ticket sales overseas would that producer say he said like oh those okies love this this uh this trash or something yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> twisted to this twisted stuff uh 
Yeah, redneck. He says he says rednecks or something because it's like he's pre-selling in Oklahoma, and I know Oklahoma was one of them. Yeah, Alabama. Alabama. He said southern yeah. states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was funny. I, I liked I liked all their interactions when he calls him over the phone. He's just like, "This was the worst movie you've ever made. I don't want my name on it. It's not going in L.A. I don't want to see your face ever again." And then Ed's reaction is just. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then he thinks that he's still there. He Georgie? Yeah. Georgie? Yeah. 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 He it's like he has no you only see it a couple times where he gets upset, but he he has no link to other people's emotions or other people's negativity or other people, you know, he really he really doesn't it, it rolls off of him to a point where he seems like he has no social cues whatsoever in that like he's which kind of goes in contrast to him caring about the critics you know well he does he reads the critic and he picks the one he picks the one semi okay thing right. they say yeah. and he explodes it into oh look they said realism. They, they said there's realism in the uniforms or the, the costumes or something um which and it was not even that that the person said um it was used in a dig or something mm-hmm. and like he focused on the good and he just let all of the bad go i wish i was more like that I think it's a very, it's good thing to have sometimes. Yeah. And I think he shows why it's not good to have a lot of time. You never <laughs> improve. Yeah, exactly. And there's, and, and, you know, in Vegas, there's a whole lot of just delusional people that like I have worked with in local films, like actors who just think they are the fucking shit. <laughs> We're like, no one can tell them they did wrong. No one can tell them like, you're not going to make it to Hollywood, buddy. Like you're like, listen, buddy, you need to be a little realistic. And they're just like, like they must live on another fucking planet. Those are the people that are going to be rich millionaire movie <laughs> stars. In, I, maybe in, for some in five to 10 years because they're persistent and they stupid. take they take no shit <laughs> and stupid. <laughs> I mean, you're you're not wrong. There are certain yeah. people that I know that of them, and they are successful at maybe not conning is not the right word, but they're faking we, it till they make it. It's their the persistence. Yeah. It's their persistence. Yeah. It's yeah. their their their. I mean, if if they get shut out of one place, they're on to the next. Mm-hmm. They're they're. They don't let they don't let um, negativity or rejection uh, slow them down too much. They just keep going and going and going. Whereas I'm the exact opposite. If I get rejected or if I only make a certain point in something, uh, uh, like like second round and in, in a competition or something, I feel horrible. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. I'm I'll never write again. This is bullshit. Yeah. It's it's hard to find that healthy in between. It is. Cuz it takes healthy. it takes a lot of thought and process to simply get there without without saying oh it's all bad or oh it's all good. Yeah. It's just it's always the hardest hardest uh, creative path. Yeah. Nuanced self self-reflection is something that most humans will never get right. 
I except me. <laughs> or or you're part of the Las Vegas film community. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know you're never working in this town again after this podcast airs. <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't name anybody. I didn't name anybody and certainly anyone no, everyone's going to think you're talking about that. <laughs> <Yeah, that's why. laughs> let me like, just say this. I've worked with Blake on a movie before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Listen, anyone who listens to this and thinks, is he talking about me? It's not you. <laughs> you know, that's the whole point, right? That's the whole point. Anyone who who listens to someone say this and they think it could not possibly be me i'm perfect like that's you <laughs> that's who i'm talking about <laughs> and anyone with no with no like zero percent self-doubt in any way like we make something fun and good and we just think like that was shit if you don't think that something's wrong with you you know what i mean like you're crazy well you know i we 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 tried to make a shit film and it no Blake did make a shit film. I did make a shit film. <laughs> yeah, we made a shit, made film. A shit <laughs> film. Yeah. Um, but, but we tried to make, uh, Unter Merve into this thing that was just like this. I wanted it to be something that was complete shit, just to waste 10 minutes of everyone's time. And everybody really fucking liked like, it. Wow. That was so reflective. Um, that was so insightful. It, it represented loss of innocence. <laughs> <laughs> people are just full of shit yeah. um yeah and i changed what it was about so many times yeah so many times that's what made it fun but but um but i it's one of my favorite films it, it is truly one of my favorite films yeah and done very edward style one shot one take yep and we were done um yeah except for except for one except for one one shot on the doors opening on that yeah, we had to redo we the to um, the uh, the desert pan quite a few times too. Oh, in the desert pan because because sand was in the in the tripod. It's still in there. The, yeah, <laughs> in the tripod, so we get stuck. <laughs> Jump whenever we were yeah. panning. But you yeah. know, the more I think about it, not, since this is our reaction to that movie, maybe we are Edward. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't. I don't see it as like my my. Piece de resistance. This is what right? I'll be remembered for. Uh, uh, this is what I'll be remembered for. This is what that, that's what I'm remembered for. A lot of people look at that and say, I'm not watching another fucking Brandon film ever again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's kind of like that, right? Um, if if everyone if everyone liked it, no one gave me uh feedback on it like if they if they thought i was all up my ass about it um i would be ed wood mm -hmm. in that in that respect so i mean i don't know i don't know we're better than everyone no not not recently because we haven't made it <laughs> I think that makes us better than everyone. <laughs> We've made a podcast every week. We're consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, then we should have got uh, radio, what, radio journalism uh, oh, degree. degrees yeah. instead of film. We could go back and get our master's in that. That's easy. Uh, I'm I'm applying, I'm applying uh, this week to get my master's in education. You're going to get it. You're going to be, you're going to be the sexiest teacher I've ever seen. You're going to be the vampire of teachers. <laughs> um, no, I'll be the Dolores. I'll have a horse face. 
You don't want the the eyebrows? No, oh, they're painted, they're painted on crazy. eyebrows that were really high. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. On the bus. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why was that first crowd? Why were they a oh, mob? Why? Why were they a mob? And when the movie, movie didn't even I have start, no fucking idea. The movie hadn't even started. The movie had hasn't even started. Were they yet. mad because they were late, or they were all just angry at him, and that's why they showed up? Or but it looks like they were right on time because the movie started. Well, the guy said, "The guy said, uh, you're." Doesn't the guy say you're you're right on time? The the movie they're in there. They're going crazy. They're going crazy. Yeah, I was and so the people confused. are actually going fucking crazy. Yeah, I that. <laughs> oh, that, uh, yeah, and then someone gropes a vampire. Uh, it's like, yeah, oh, little man. Kid. And little the kid. car gets like, uh, uh, like not stolen, but they like, oh, yeah, they <laughs> break yeah, it down. Yeah, that was like a stealing all the parts. Dream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I didn't, I didn't. It was like, it was like the punchline to a joke that was never told. Yeah. How do they fill out these premieres anyways? You by inviting people? They don't pay? You don't well, pay. I guess you don't pay premieres, huh? No, you invite people to come to your premieres. You invite uh My understanding uh, with like theaters in that sense is you rent out the theater and you make the money back that you rented from the ticket sales. And then whatever, like after the, after tickets, whatever was made in excess of what you paid to rent is your profit. Mm -hmm. At least like that's how it used to be. But at a premiere for your own film, you would invite like journalists and stuff to come critics to come review your film. So I don't understand why the people would be like, like that. It was kind of it was kind of weird. It was weird. It's pretty Maybe weird. They're it still was mad from the first weird. movie. They're like, <laughs> but why would you? Do why this would you? Again? Yeah. Why would you go to the <laughs> second one though? If you watch the first one, why would you go to a second one? You know. And it doesn't even like if maybe if they were more clear about them running late or maybe they're all inhaling something that <laughs> the theater had. Yeah. Just something that explained Bella that just whole, yeah, nothing, gave out no, as all his morphine. Yeah, yeah nothing, <laughs> nothing explains it at all. Um, and it's just used after that. Then it's it's used in several ways. Like, like Ed Ed apologizes to Bella for for the premiere, and Bella said, "No, nah, it's the most exciting, uh, most excitement I've had in years," or whatever he says. Um. And, and it just seems like it's, that is then the big punchline is then used as a little punchline throughout several different scenes of dialogue. Um, and it's never explained. It's just used as that. It's weird. It's it's weird. It's strange. And it's such a weird scene in a movie that already has pacing issues. Yeah. Because there's parts where it feels slow. And I don't think the movie should be two hours. Yeah, I, I agree. really don't. Yeah, I think if they narrowed it down, um, and explored the relationship between Ed and Bella, um, and let everything else be superficial to that, I think they could have condensed it down and made it mean a lot more, and um, maybe have delved into the duality. And if you didn't want to do that, then 
make it about Ed giving Bella his final hurrah. Mm. Because um, I think with Bella, I do think Bella would have liked that footage to be used in a movie. I I do think that he yeah, would have wanted. He was that. shooting that for the yeah. for the movie. And, and and I think I, I I think he's taking advantage of Bella, but Bella is is not in any way in any of those positions. Well, well, maybe in Glenn or Glenda because he didn't fully understand his role. I think, but um, I think in all that, like he might be taking advantage of it. But oh, he likes it. <laughs> you know, there's no such bad. There's nothing. No such thing as bad press, right? Yeah, like I think the I think the relationship is real, and I think it's genuine. I think he cares for him, but he also uses them to make movies. Where yeah, like I, I think that just makes him inter- like more interesting. More- I think it may I think it would make a more interesting film if yeah. he focused on that and and brought that to the forefront. And it would have made their relationship so much better if uh, if uh, Lugosi ended up doing a murder suicide <laughs> with both of them. <laughs> 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 or or Bella got him addicted to morphine. That they would they would have been unstoppable. You saw you saw him in the After lake. After he took the morphine, yeah, he was he was ready to go. He was wrestling that octopus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but his but what was so sad is is Bella walks into the water, and then he says, "I turned down Frankenstein." Yeah. I. You know, I, I, like, I was big, and now I've been reduced to wrestling with a wrestling octopus with that a, has no motor. But then he gives him yeah. the monologue the next day, and it makes up for it, where he's so into it, and he remembers it to the day before he dies. You know, so what's like, the makes up for what's it. what's the that is that duality I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. He says he sees this, this pain and this regret within Bella. And then he gives him something mm-hmm. to lift him back up. So he keeps making the movies. Yeah. Um, that, that manipulation. Um, yeah. I think and, it's something and, really important. And that manipulation can come from two things, I think, which, yeah. I, which is it what can makes come from, it. Could, it could be both things yeah. at the same time. Yeah, definitely. Cause him, him at rehab, I think is, is really, interesting and, and sad and I, I think I think that um that shows how much Ed cares for him because mm-hmm. he keeps going. He's there. If he didn't care about Bella, he would have dropped Bella off and just fucking left. But now he's taking his time and going there every we we guess every day. He's just going there for the lady. For the booties. For the booty. <laughs> for Kathy. For my mom. For Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Kathy, I did like that scene with them in the in the spook house. Yeah, that yeah. is nice. Mm-hmm. That was really sweet. I think. I. I. Yeah. I. I don't know. He's. He's a fucking fuck. But <laughs> also, I. I did feel for him when. When he did. When he was trying to be revealing and and allow himself to be vulnerable. You know. And I thought that was great that Kathy was able to, in the context of the movie where his previous relationship was ended because she was right, prejudiced. Right, right. Well, you, well, you see the different reactions between Dolores and Kathy there. You get that that difference. Whereas Dolores, um, whenever she comes out after reading Glenn or Glenda and she says, this is our life, this is about us, you're dressed as a woman and everything, and they have that big fight. Um Whenever he tells Kathy, Carrie, I don't think it'll matter. Yeah. So there's, there's a, 
contrast there that I think is is nice. Mm-hmm. I do think it says something about Kathy, though. Oh yeah. Who, if someone, if if any of the three of us were in a relationship with someone that was making movies like this, like I don't want to sound shallow. <laughs> <laughs> this should be good, but you have to think like this person genuinely thinks these movies are good. Something's wrong with them. They're this delusional Vegas person. Um, right. I don't know. Am I, am I like weird in saying that there, there was a, there was a market for B movies. It wasn't like he was making, in his mind, he thinks he's making Citizen Kane, but he's actually making these B movies that are that are marketable. He's but making, I think it's the mind thing. He's making Agent Cody Banks. When he- <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if someone sets out to make Agent Cody Banks, they make Agent Cody Banks. That's fine. If someone sets out and says, this is the new James Bond and releases Agent Cody Banks and is convinced that this is as serious and good as James Bond, then I think something is wrong with this person and I don't want to be in a relationship relationship with them anymore <laughs> you know what i mean like if he's yeah, out there yeah, saying this yeah, is citizen you don't, don't want to be in a like relationship his... with the person's delusional yeah right yeah but maybe like she doesn't see it as illusion she sees it as like passion and yeah, quirky <laughs> oh yeah real quirky <laughs> um i i think if if she, it didn't seem like she was from the movie business Right, she didn't. It, it didn't seem like she worked in the movie business or anything. Um, so she may not even know. Right, she may not even know the difference. And she might not know that it's bad. She might not know it's bad. Maybe she, she likes him. Maybe she likes the movies. She she just loves Ed, and that's mm-hmm. part of Ed, and so that's that's she loves it too. You know? Tiffany, if you're listening, don't make any bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, but, but, um, when Kathy first meets him, his, his, for her first interaction with him is, is his vulnerability and caring for, for Bella. So I could see that being a really strong, like, I don't care what happens after this. Like, I know how good this person can be in certain times. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a valuable trait to have yeah. in a partner. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of sweet. Too bad. It's very far from the truth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were they were both alcoholics. Oh, not were they? just him. Perfect. Yeah. Well, it seems like um, and abusive towards each other. I Perfect. Think, <laughs> I think uh, fi- the fifties. It was him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was the. It was and he died yeah. in seventy eight, I believe. Mm. Good for yeah. him. Yeah. Twenty years of. Nudie films? Debauchery, baby. <laughs> I should make the spooky tookie and make uh, it a nudie uh, film. If it, if, it, if, it, if it pays the bills, you yeah. know, if you want to be in the film industry and all you can make are nudie films um, until you get your next break, you're going to make all the nudie films that you, you can. And you're going to make them horror monster films. Monster nudie films. He definitely, it definitely sounds like he deteriorates pretty quickly after the movie. Cause from what I could read about him is that he made the nudie films or wrote all of that, 
because he needed to pay for his alcoholism. And he and Kathy were evicted from every single place they lived in like the last 20 years of their life. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a rough life. That's a rough life. That's a really rough life. They both are crazy. Maybe. Crazy in love. Yeah. Anyone who's in love is crazy. <laughs> Cra- crazy drunk love. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were just drunk on their love. That's probably what they were. Drunk on love and... Passion juice. Passion juice. <laughs> Maybe they introduced <laughs> morphine to each other eventually. I've been having to watch these movies in halves. Is it bad that I just like every like within like the last like ten movies I've watched them in halves? It's it's, it's because more than half of the last ten movies have been mine. Is that the reason why? No, <laughs> no. I, I even I, even Snowpiercer. Like I hit the half, and I can, It's like my mind knows I hit the half. It's not even like I know like the plot structure hit the uh-huh. half. It's like my I just get a gut feeling like I'm halfway through this movie and I'm like, oh, I have another half of this movie. And I just press pause and I'm like, oh, I'll come just, back to it you're later. You're just not into the movies then. No, I'm in I I'm into it. Really? I'm into it. I loved um uh I guess I didn't because I can't remember it, but <laughs> I loved uh, uh Defending Your Life. I love uh-huh. that movie, that but I watched good. it in two. I got halfway and I was like, oh, I'll take a break. And I came back to it. I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. just I get I it's know. hard for me to sit through a whole movie now. Yeah. Really? Um it it, it really is hard for me to to dedicate uh, like 2 hours of my day to just sit down. I try to do like as best as I can for the movies uh, for for these movies, but it is difficult for me. I un- I understand. Yeah, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. just me or if it's just like it's okay. That's just how I watch movies. I've been watching Squid Game recently, and I watched the first episode in four different settings. Oh, they're fucking long, man. <laughs> Shit. But it's just an hour, and I watched it in 15 minutes. Like, I just sit there 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do something. I think and the next Kai day, and I were on the third episode for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> but just with movies, too. I, I mean, I don't split it up that much, but huh. I don't know. I just get restless, I guess, at home. Like, if I'm in a theater, I'll either fall asleep if it's the Green Knight, or I'll watch the whole thing if it's any other movie. <laughs> I think uh, my I think my thing is I fell asleep, I, I, I fell asleep during uh, No Time to Die. Oh uh, no! For about fifteen minutes. <laughs> I think my thing is that I just get tired of sitting in front of a screen at this mm. point. It's not even movie or TV. It's like I have to like get up and do something else. Hmm. It um, in happen. a movie theater, it's a different experience. I can sit down and watch movies the whole way through. Um, but yeah, like I guess being at home, just like okay, this is when I would normally get up for a break from work. I guess it's time for a break from this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I don't mind. I don't feel like it takes away from my enjoyment of a movie. To be honest, in fact, I think it's better. Like I was halfway through this movie, and I was like, okay, I'm a little bored. And I walked around and I did some stuff and I came back like two hours later and I was like, I'm enjoying the second half now. Hmm. I don't know. It's weird. I think my brain is all broken from all the video games I play. I think it's because anything, I can watch the movie while I do damn near anything else in the vicinity of the movie in my room. So I could actually be on the computer and watch the movie or I could, you know, make a treat 
over in my kitchen area and watch the movie. Or if I feel tired, I come lay on my bed and watch the movie. Um, I can you know, walk and watch the movie. It's hard for me to multitask and watch yeah, a movie. I, yeah, I, I have to multitask through most of my day. If I you think I barely remember thing. movies now, imagine if I didn't have... If, imagine if the movies weren't given my undivided attention. Imagine how little I would remember. Well, that's my second watch through. I, I, that's when I take my notes is when mm. I watch the movie the second time. The first time is just for fun. Yeah. And if I've seen it before, then I'm not really paying attention. I'm just re relearning what the movie is. Yeah. <sighs> you know, movies you know. be as movies do. Any last things before we move on to quotes? Uh, how about that? That's a good last thing. Jose, are you ready for quote? I think so. Unless Brandon has something. Let me look at my notes. I don't have notes. I, I know you like the end, but I I felt like it was unclimactic. Yeah. Um. Uh. You said I liked the end? You said you liked the end. When did I say that? You you liked the, the blurbs at the end. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> think that means I like the ending of the story, but I like the blurbs at the end. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen we we see Chriswell at the beginning and he gives like a monologue, but at the end he just goes back down in the thing. He doesn't say yeah. anything and he goes back. I would have liked to have had an ending monologue that meant something. But the monologue the thing he does say at the end is ripped from uh Plan 9. Cuz he's the narrator in that movie. What he says at the end of the movie is word for word narration from Plan Nine. Uh, he he does talk at the end, doesn't he? Uh-uh. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure he does. I think he does. But but any but what I saw was that whatever he says during when when he's narrating is almost word for word taken from from Plan Nine. From Plan Nine. <clears throat> well, do you think that might have meant the beginning? I thought I'm pretty sure he said something at the end. I can't remember. I, I don't think he says anything at the end. Maybe I don't know. I feel like I remember, but it's been a long day. Yeah. What yeah. happens right before the ending blurbs? I can't remember. Uh, like the very pull, end of the movie, they pull out of the Pantages where they're showing Plan Nine. Yeah. And oh, and they get, they get the in the car. Yeah. They drive away, and then they go up in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. And then up into. Yeah. I liked the look of those miniatures. They were pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when like they that. lit the saucers on fire, <laughs> that was awesome. That was so cool. Yeah. What a nice thing of that. Watching their watching their 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 special effects whenever they're filming um was really cool. And then watching um pulling out and having them as part of a bigger constructed set mm-hmm. of Hollywood. I thought was was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. To me, that's a Tim Burton thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. <clears throat> yeah. Quote? Um, I'm going to go with a quote from Bella at the beginning of the movie when they, um, him and Ed first meet, and he says, I refuse to drive in this country. Too many madmen. <laughs> I I've, sometimes I wish I did had it my own driver. <clears throat> I wish the bus system was more effective. Mm. I wish I had my own Ed Wood. 
to drive you around everywhere? I think I'm going to name my penis Edward. <laughs> <laughs> Has it not had a name? No, it doesn't have a name. That's It's gone so long with no name. Penis. It needs to be named. Peepee. 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 It is the peepee. Peepee peepee. Peepee the peepee. That's a good one. My quote is when Conrad's talking to Bella and saying, Mr. Lugosi, I know you're very busy, but can I have your autograph? Certainly. You know which movie of yours I love, Mr. Lugosi? The Invisible Ray. You were great as Karloff's sidekick. Karloff? Sidekick? Fuck you! Karloff does not deserve to smell my shit! That limey cocksucker can rot in hell for all I care. How dare that asshole bring up Karloff? You think it takes talent to play Frankenstein? It is all makeup and grunting. <laughs> His blow-ups are so funny. Yeah. 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 What a great actor. Who, who's that? That's a great actor for that. Martin Landau. Yeah. He, he was uh, nominated. He, he, he for, got. Or he won for Best Supporting he, he Actor. He won for oh, really? Best Supporting Actor. He was yeah. good. Yeah. He, he's my favorite part about this movie, I think. Yeah. Hands yeah. Down. And that's why I want more... Mm-hmm. More of that there, relationship. <laughs> there's a so he was an act like Bella was an actor during black and white films, right? There was there's a theory that I read that the movie was made black and white because they had no idea how to make how he would look in a colored film. <laughs> That's um, interesting. So they were like, well, he's never been on colored film, so let's just stick with black and white because it would feel weird to have this actor who was never seen in color in color in color yeah. yeah yeah i agree with that i i it's still hard for me to watch black and white movies even if it's a modern movie in black and white mm-hmm. it's hard for me to watch it brandon um i'm going to i'm going to continue the the boris uh karloff gag yeah. that they have going um, and later on in the film, after after Bella is gone, um, they're sitting in the church, and um, Doctor Tom is acting like uh, with his with his robes on. He's acting like Bella and hiding half of his face and and going woo to everybody. And Bunny looks over, and Bunny says, "Let's hear you call Boris Karloff a cocksucker." <laughs> <laughs> in church <laughs> and and Ed looks over and says shh we want these people to like us <laughs> yeah uh, yeah Bunny not having any kind of filter um, and saying cocksucker inside of a church is exactly what I would do <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that's a that's, that's a, a very Bill Murray character <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly something that I would do though yeah. Uh, meme review, Jose? I'm going to give this movie 300 out of 300 of my, all the money that I have. <laughs> <laughs> I give this movie eight pumpless octopus tentacles out of eight. Nice. Nice. I give this one extremely hairy tore back out of one. Because <laughs> 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 when he goes to meet Tor... And he's getting massaged. It is like he's a bear. Mm -hmm. Like you can't see skin. It's just extremely hairy. Yeah. It's gnarly. Which is the reason why they got baptized in the pool. 
is because Tor wouldn't be too big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I did it opposite, didn't I? I'm supposed to what? start with you. It's no, fine. it doesn't we'll matter. Fuck it all matter. up, we'll Jose. Keep, we'll keep what's going. your real what review? What does it matter? It matters. To, <sighs> matters to me. I uh, I, I honestly don't know what I want to give this movie. I'm torn on it. Genuinely, give it a two. Make Brandon cry. No, that, I, that won't make me cry. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like I, I six out of ten. That's just the number that comes to my gut right now. Yeah. Um, I liked it. There's just like the more we talked about, today, I was like, okay, there's a lot of things where like this could have been a better movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did enjoy watching it. I, I don't think it hasn't like any rewatchability for me. Um, I was honestly more interested in reading about him after the fact, after I watched the movie. And and it's it's, it's something I'm I'm glad we watched and I enjoyed learning about this like uh like very small piece of film history. But yeah, the movie just there's things about it that I just fundamentally I don't like. So yeah, six out of ten. I give this movie a seven out of ten. Um I think uh, I was also kind of conflicted. And I think what pushed me to the seven was how much I related to all the filmmaking parts of it and how like it made me give me a little bit of PTSD as well as, uh, <laughs> you know, even, even as small as our productions were like, those were still big to us in the moment and like seeing it done in this, in this interesting, like, Oh, this guy was doing this sort of stuff like way back then. Like when your idea of Hollywood was only huge pictures where like when you see someone at this like low, low level with a crew of five people, like really just pushing themselves to shoot 24 scenes in a night. Like it just makes me think like, Oh man, Ah, oh, and I love it. I thought it was, I thought the 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 film set scenes were really well done, and 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 was a lot of fun. I think Bella is so good in this movie that I wish there was more between him and and Ed. But um, I think what's there is really is really is really good, and uh, I think um, I think the movie's pretty funny. I think the the um um oh, I lost my train of thought. I think it is good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, how about you? Um, I gave this a seven out of ten. I was teetering between six and seven, six and seven, six and seven. Um, but I gave it a seven. Um, I agree, it's completely one hundred percent non rewatchable unless you've forgotten most of it in like a five to ten year time span, and then you go back and rewatch it. Um. But and like I said, I, I I love the the relationship, the friendship between Ed and Bella, and I wish it was more of that. Um, but um, it's entertaining, and the parts that aren't slow and draggy, um, or that really don't mean anything um, to the overall story, and and I think that's why I gave it such a low rating for 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 a movie that I actually kind of enjoy watching but I just I I always watch it and think oh, this could be so much better. Mm-hmm. You know, Tim Burton higher higher Brandon. I don't I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. So you said you like Tim Burton. I do a, like Tim Burton. Do you have a favorite a uh Tim Burton film? Um I do like Nightmare Before Christmas. And I I saw that several times in the movie theater. Um, 
I do have one of his books up in my bookshelf. Um, it's a small, it's small. Um, I think it's the adventures of oyster boy or some melancholy adventures of oyster boy or something like that. Um, but, but I like his, I, I love the first Batman movie. Um, and I like Batman returns. Um, I think, I think they're great movies. Um, I like his sense of style. I think he brings his own, um, I guess, I guess it would be like his auteurism to his films. Um, that, that, that kind of make fun of a dark sense of humor. Um, so I think he does that really well in this. Um, and, and I think nightmare before Christmas, he, I think he does it really well in that because it's, it's taking all of the darkness and all the bad stuff and Halloween and making it fun. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, would you like to put another Tim Burton movie in the jar in the future? Oh, would I? (laughs) (laughs) What's our movie next week? Maybe I will. Maybe I will. (laughs) Did we listen to an answer? Did we decide what the movie is Uh, next week? Is that going to be Zodiac or The Thing? What do we want to do? I say Brandon picks a number and we both pick one and then whoever's closest, that's whose movie we do. Wait, wait. Brandon picks... Oh, number one to ten. Okay. Then we pick a number. I have the numbers behind my back. Okay. I picked the closest to this number. I picked three. I picked six. I have two. Ah. Oh! <laughs> All right. Next week's movie is John Carpenter's The Thing. The original thing. The original thing. Well, not the original, original thing, the second one. The, there's John one, Carpenter's. John Carpenter. Because there was, a, there was an Carpenter's OG, thing? OG one oh, that they, is featured in Halloween. That's what they're watching in the beginning of Halloween is like the original thing. So we're watching John Carpenter's thing. <laughs> How <laughs> long is it? Uh, I think it's an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to watch this movie. This is like, this is hands down my favorite horror film of all time. It's fucking amazing. I love yeah. it. I love it. All right, cool. I haven't seen it since sophomore year of college. So. Yeah, I, I, sh- I forced you to watch it, huh? Yeah. I don't think I've watched it. Ever, and then actually, I missed the one yeah. scene you wanted me to watch. Uh, oh, you fucker. Yeah. Oh, you stupid fucker. <laughs> he looked away. Like the one moment you shouldn't look away. And it was like, why didn't you pause it? Well, no, because he just like, he literally just like looked away. Like he our, wasn't. Our, our, our roommate's girlfriend had walked in and I was like, like I like turned to her to say hi. And then that's like right when Blake wanted me to watch the movie. And, and Jacob and I were like, <laughs> Jose. <laughs> Oh, it was like in the middle of an intense scene. Yeah. Oh. And and Jose's like, oh, you could have said hi when they got closer, Jose. You could have said hi without turning. It seems like was Jose was not, was not into watching the movie Listen. at all. He wasn't invested in that in the movie enough to give a shit about it being an intense scene. I think that just goes to show that Jose doesn't like the thing. Either Jose we'll find out next week. We'll either Jose week. didn't like it, or Jose doesn't like you. One of the two, oh. or Brandon. <laughs> it could be both. 
We'll talk to you next week while we uh, discover each other's things. Or John Carpenter's thing. Four things Very in one episode. In- interested to see John Carpenter's thing. <laughs> well, compare sizes. I mean, if you if you do a, a Google search for John Carpenter's thing, will a bunch of dick pits pop up? I'm sure it'll just yeah. be the movie poster over and over again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I want to make a movie poster of a wiener and put John Carpenter's thing. On. <laughs>